Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Evening and welcome to the Rangers Rabble. Tonight we're joined by Wilf and Derek. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, William. Thanks. I fine, Willie. Thanks. Good, mate. Right, obviously the next game for us is Aberdeen away. Always has been a tough place for us to go over the years. Um, just looking at how they've started the season. They're sitting in third in the table. 20 games played, 11 wins, 6 draws and 3 defeats. Obviously two of those defeats have came at the hand of Rangers, so... That's obviously a good thing for us at the moment. Uh, the last five home games, if it's three wins and two draws, so you would have to say that at home they are obviously reasonably strong. Um, just coming to you first, Derek, you know, given the team that started against Celtic, do you foresee many changes to the one that plays on Sunday against Aberdeen? Uh, no, um, I'm not sure how rough is. I've not actually managed to pick that up before I've come on tonight, so if you if you know better, let me know, but um, I would uh, actually go with the same team. Um, they've had uh, eight days rest now, uh, although they will have come come kickoff time. I think the the continuity of um, team selection is key now that we've, we've we've got games big games coming up. We've we've not had a midweek game as I've said. I would keep the same team now. There's an argument for Hadji to start, of course there is. Uh, you could bring him in for maybe maybe a Rebo or something along the lines, but I'm tend to go with the, go with the same team if everyone's available. If Ruth is injured and does miss out, then Hadji would, would come in for him. Wolf, what about yourself, mate? Do you feel the same way as Derek? Um, much the same, but I, I do think Hadji. I do think Hadji will start probably for Ruth because even I mean I I haven't heard obviously this is getting recorded before the before the press conference, so we don't know how you know if Ruth was injured and if he was how bad it is. Uh, but I would expect Hadji to start because if there's if there's any doubt on roof at all, just put him on the bench because we can we can beat Aberdeen we can beat Aberdeen without him starting the game really I would think because there is a lot of a lot of big games coming up but the good thing is we have got the midweeks free for the next couple of weeks so yeah I think it would be the same team that played on Saturday but Hadji in for roof I would expect yeah I mean like just also following on to that I mean that was going to be my next question. 
do you think not having a midweek game makes it easier for the manager? Because he, he doesn't need to worry about playing on Wednesday night or Thursday night. So he basically has a whole week to train with the players. I know they've probably had a couple of days off more than likely after the Celtic game, but he's had a longer period of time to work with the players ahead of this game. Do you think that allows the manager to do more tactical and like technical work with the players? Or is it just a matter of making sure the players are ticking over fitness-wise? I'll come to you first, Eric. Yeah, definitely. Time in the training pitch has been uh, lacking in the last three months, as far back as maybe September even, uh, October, uh, August, September, sorry, when the Europa League campaign kicked off. I remember when Gerard first started, he said that he was hardly getting any time on the, on the pitch with him when he first started the job, and I think that's continued for the next two seasons. It's to our own, uh, we've had success, so it's, it's, it comes with... Uh, it comes with positives, the fact we've not had time to train and pitch. But I'm really, I'm really thinking we're going to see an invigorated Rangers on Sunday. Uh, with ma- massive psychological boost of the old firm and plus a couple of days off. And Michael Beale, etc., getting to work with the players on the training pitch for maybe three, four solid days that we've not had. So I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I think we're going to see a Rangers of September and October, hopefully. Well, what about yourself? Do you feel the same way as Derek? Or do you think that sometimes the extra few days off maybe allows the players to overthink things ahead of the game? No, I, I, I completely agree with Eric. I think, I mean, the manager said the players were getting a few days off to spend with their families and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know when they came back. Probably Wednesday, I would, I would be expecting them to come back in. And the the extra time on the training on the training pitch will certainly benefit them. Um, we've started off the season absolutely on fire. And I put that down to the fact that we had for the first time since uh, Steven Gerrard came in, they've had time on the training field. Because when he came in, he hasn't had pre-seasons because Europe started so early. But this year, because of the, the COVID thing and everything being sort of squeezed in, they had a good four or six weeks on the training pitch before they started playing games, which, as far as I'm concerned, has benefited them because we're certainly playing a lot more fluent. You know, the football's a lot better to watch. They're playing more as a team. And you know the standards really picked up. So I put that down to the fact that we had time in the summer on the training field. So the fact that we're going to have days together, I mean, not not even just this week. I mean, this week he gave him a couple of days off. I don't expect that to happen next week. So we'll have even longer on the training pitch next week. So as Derek says, I expect us to be back in it's like the sort of August-September form. Yeah, well, I think it is good. I think, you know, so what you do is a spot on. You know, that couple of days off, I think players do need to have a break at times. I know we are not obviously away to Dubai for five days having a training session kind of thing, but at the end of the day, you know, having those two or three days off will hopefully allow the players to have a bit of downtime, have that wee bit of relaxation, because pretty much since the start of the season, we've played every weekend and every midweek. And I know we love it because we get to see more Rangers, but I suppose from a player's point of view, it's nice to have those couple of days off, to have that little break, because at the end of the day, in a couple of weeks' time, it's back to normality again. You know, it's back to every midweek, basically, for months. The longer you stay in Europe, the you know, the longer you stay in the cup competitions, it just keeps going and going and going. But also, from a player's point of view, you would probably rather play 60 games a season and be successful than play 45 games and be knocked out all the cup competitions early on. So it's trying to strike that balance where, as a Rangers player and a Rangers manager, you want to be playing enough games that you're being successful, but you also want to be able to give the players a break. So, but I suppose you can't have everything, can you? That's, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just the reality of being a big club and you know a successful one, and that's how we see how our team 
Um, just moving on to the final point about Aberdeen before we kind of start, maybe just having a general chat. Obviously, Aberdeen seemed to play a particular style against us, it seems, which is almost like a man for man, which is obviously not the easiest to play against. Derek, how do you... How do you break that down and who are the important players that can break down that particular system? Well, uh, how you play against it is rotations of movement. You know, if if you're going man for man and you're a defender or you're an Aberdeen player, you don't want to be moved about to positions that you're not used to. So, for example, if someone's marking Ryan Kent, who for me could be key on Sunday like he was up there the last time, you need to be dragging your man all over the place. Uh, same with the midfield, uh, Kamara, uh, Davis have all got to be rotating. That's good for me this year because we're quite comfortable. You know, Kamara can drop into the six row and Davis can move up one just as easy. So for me, we've got to make sure we're always on the move, always dragging them all about. I, I, it's strange, like you never see it. You, you hardly see it in football nowadays with the way Aberdeen playing. To a certain degree, they get some success out of it. But we've got to, we know what's coming. So we've got to make sure that we're, we're ready for it and, Hopefully, Gerald's got a, got a plan for it, but it's just all about player movement. It's about Kent one minute being on the left wing, then being right wing, and then playing number nine uh, for me. So I can see Ryan Kent and obviously Davis to keep the ball moving quickly as well to be key on Sunday. I, I'd pick the two out to, to go and uh, win as the game. Well, say for you, mate, how do you feel about obviously the game and who are the key players to look out for on Sunday for us if we're going to hurt Aberdeen with the way that they set up? Well, I think, uh, well, I think Derek, Derek spot on. It is all about movement. But I think um, Alfredo Manelas could be could be key to that because he's, you know, the way he's been dropping deep, if they put somebody on him, you know, like they used to do with McKenna when he was there, that was always a good battle. Obviously, he's not there anymore. Uh, they would put, you know, if they've got somebody saying, right, you're on Manelas, Manelas will be dragging their centre-halves all over the place. Yeah. So we need to have somebody, you know, be it Kent, be it Aribo, somebody coming in behind in the space Manelas leaves. Um because he will leave the space. They will leave the space if they're following him, as Derek says, dra- dragging him about all over the place. I mean, Kent's equally comfortable on on, bo- on, uh, on both wings. Hadji's equally comfortable on both sides as well if he starts. So, I mean, the, the movement the movement's key. I mean, my my biggest gripe in the last the last few weeks has been the fact we haven't moved the ball quick enough. Yeah. We're going to have to move the ball really, really quickly, particularly through the midfield. There's no point in throwing high balls in against Aberdeen because they've got it's the land of the giants at the back for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's all that's all they are. They're just a big physical team. Uh, I mean, they, they'll play to get they'll play to get to get set plays up up near our box and try and try and throw them in. So we need to be solid at the back uh, with, with whoever partners Goldson. I would expect it to be Balligan, but he may well bring Hellander back in because uh, that's all that's all they'll go for. So that that'll be that'll be key. Uh, I mean, I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in the game, but no, it is. It's all about it's all about our movement through through uh, through the pitch. Because we're going to have to say we're going to have to play it kind of on the floor and pass it about, pass it about at pace because they'll not be able to cope with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the big things that you pointed out there is Morelos coming deep. I mean, that was how we scored the goal at Petardre earlier in the season. Os Morelos comes deep, and the defenders got to follow him out, which then leaves a barrel load of space for Ryan Kent to run in behind. And I think that's where Alfredo has been very good this season. And I'm surprised that maybe it took so long for teams to work it out. Because the amount of times that Alfredo actually pulled the defender out and it was guys like Aribo or it was Arfield or it was Ken or Haji that was getting those big blocks of space in behind and that's what was hurting teams. So I was slightly surprised that maybe it took so long. But then like, what's great about Alfredo is he can then just move back up to be a normal striker and he can work the back four 
and he can run the sides and he can run in behind and he can do all the different things. And I think that's why like, he is key for me on Sunday because I think it's noticeable that they don't enjoy playing against Alfredo. And obviously when, as Wolf pointed out, when McKenna was there, he seemed to be the one that used to always try and rail him. You yeah. don't seem to have anybody like that now because I don't know if that's maybe just not in the same player's mentality to do that. And I think one of their things looking forward to Sunday, I know we don't necessarily talk about the opposition that much in terms of individual players, but before the pod started, was saying to Wolf, you know, somebody like um, Ryan Hedges, I actually think is, is quite a good player for Aberdeen. Ah, yes, yep, yep, yep. Is he the sort of player, Derek, on Sunday that we need to be watchful of, or is it just a matter of us like, kind of looking at ourselves and making sure that we do everything right? A bit of both, William. You'd be very naive if you went into a game and didn't highlight a couple of players in the opposition that you have to work out. You have to work out. I wouldn't uh, change any game plans or how we play, and I think Gerard obviously shown that throughout his, his Rangers career. But I mean, he's a great ball car- carrier, Hedges. He's quite pacey. There was an opportunity at Ibrox when it was still one 0 I think, and, and he got right through, and he was unlucky not to score. The boys are a decent player. But again, I'd be going and imposing our game on them and just keeping the ball and just taking that threat away from them. Um, I can see us dominating the football and hopefully we need and with Balligan playing as well. We've got that added pace. So that's why I'd probably stick with Balligan, as I've mentioned, because they are they are quite fast on the break. And McGinn started the last couple of games as well, who's a half-decent player. So you have to be aware of the other opposition. You would, wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't well well prepared for your, for your opposition, no matter who they are. Um, so again, you will, you will be aware of these and players will be aware of them. They watch all the games. But again, I'd be going and imposing our game on Aberdeen rather than putting too much emphasis on, on what they can do to us. Well, just a kind of slightly different point, obviously over the last, I don't know how long it's been, maybe 18 months or so, we've been linked with Lewis Ferguson. I know you obviously don't watch a lot of games out with Rangers particularly, but obviously whenever we're playing against Aberdeen, do you look at Lewis Ferguson and think that he's the kind of player that could come in and make a difference at Rangers? I, as you said, I don't, I don't really watch a lot of them, but I mean, obviously I listen to what people say and I, I hear a lot of talk about him. I think at the moment, Lewis Ferguson wouldn't, wouldn't get a game for him. He wouldn't get in at our first team. He'd be right. probably a decent squad player to sit about on the bench. I don't think that would do the do the lad any good. Wouldn't, wouldn't do as a player. It wouldn't do his his career any good. Um, I think I can see him coming to the Rangers, but I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be certainly not this window, and I don't think it'll be in the summer uh, because he's not better than what he's, he's no better to me. He's no better than what we've got. Right. Um, you know, in the middle because it's. He, I mean, he's he's he plays in the middle of the park. And he's no, he's no better to me than Arfield or Davis or you know what, what we've got in the middle of there. So I wouldn't be adverse to, to signing him, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be signing him yet. Derek, what about yourself? What's your opinion on Lewis Ferguson as a footballer and is he better than what we've got or is he just a different option to what we've got at the moment? So I was just about, you've took the words right out of my, my mouth there, William. Wolf was spot on. He, he probably wouldn't start at the moment, but for me, I see him as a, a late arriving midfielder into the box, which apart from Scott Artfield, we don't really have, you know, and, and Scott Artfield's maybe, what, 32 now, I think he's 33 this year. We need to be thinking about replacing these people. But in terms of Ferguson, it depends how much it's going to cost for him to be a squad player at first. Now, we've still got Greg Stewart and the likes kicking about the squad uh, that aren't contributing. Now, that's no fault of Greg Stewart's, in fact, in turn that they've played so well and people are in such form, and that's why there's people ahead of them. But we, if we're looking to replace these guys, then you'd be looking at Lewis Ferguson and the likes. But the problem is, is Aberdeen would want a lot of money. 
And yeah. if you want to pay three million, three and a half million pound in Rangers nowadays, he needs to start, unfortunately. Um, so I, I, it's a risk for reward type of thing for me. I like him. I like he's got a bit of nastiness about him. I like that he can score goals. He's dynamic. He's box to box. Uh, he's decent on the ball. But I just don't think he would start. And as Wilf touched on, that might be detrimental to the boys' career. Now, are Aberdeen going to ever sell him to Rangers? Probably not. So you can see him going down south and, and maybe coming back up when he's 25, 26, when he's in his prime and, and maybe he's, he's improved and he, and he would be a starter. For me, not just now, but I would love, Paul, if he keeps going the way he's going, then I don't see why he can't be a Rangers player. Yeah. The, other, the other thing, Willie, about him as well, if he, if we got him now, the pressure on, the, on him to succeed would be enormous because of hmm. who his dad is and who his uncle is. People will just see, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Derek's boy, it's Barry's, it's Barry's nephew. This guy's going to be the real deal. And... Yeah. He may well come in, and if he did come in now, he may well come in and try too hard, you know, because of the, the pressure that's on him. But as Derek says, he might have to go somewhere. I mean, I disagree slightly. I think Aberdeen would probably be open to do business with us. But as you said, Willie, they'll they'd be looking for silly, silly money that we wouldn't, we shouldn't be paying for a for a squad player. Yeah, well, I think it's, and I think that last point you make there about the squad player, I think that is fair at this present moment because. As Derek pointed out as well, can we really be paying three to four million pounds? Potentially what Aberdeen would be looking for to bring in a guy to be a squad player, given our midfield basically costs nothing. When you look at like Kamara and Davis and Aribo and Ryan Jack, I mean, what was that? Maybe like three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. I think like Aribo was three hundred grand as a cross border, and obviously everybody knows how much Glenn Kamara costs because there's a song about it. So, <laughs> you know, if you're going to go out and pay that amount of money, that person basically has to walk into that first team and be a starter. And I'm not so sure Lewis is right now. And I quite like what like kind of Wolf said, but maybe a move to England's a good thing because sometimes players mature down there mm-hmm. because it's a different kind of game. Maybe two years or three years at that level and you come back up. I mean somebody like Scott Affield, I mean without being disrespectful to Scott, I didn't really remember much of Scott when he was in Scotland, like before he moved to England. And also, yeah. we eventually signed him. I'd obviously seen quite a bit of squat at Burnley, so I was excited that we'd signed him. But it's a bit like, like your Snodgrass and your Dorans and things like that. Sometimes going to England can change you for the better because it adds so much more to your game than what you have up here. And I think for Lewis, he would be a better player having a couple of years in England because I do feel in the future he would be a decent player for us. Mm-hmm. But obviously right now... I don't think he is going to be somebody that we're going to try and get either in this window or in the summer, a bit like what Wolf was saying. I, I think, William, sorry if I can just say, no, I think right. that coming to Rangers at 21-22 can make you or break you. Absolutely. You know, uh, and it's, it's a massive risk. Now, Lewis Ferguson seems as if he's got the attitude that he would take it in his stride, but it's still a risk. Yeah. And let's be honest about it, he can go down to England, lower the reaches of the Premiership, higher reaches of the Championship, and earn a, a lot of money, you know, and, and really, really mature down there. Look at John McGinn. Um, who is now taught, you don't know how much he would cost now and he was three and a half million at first I see I don't see Lewis, McGinn, Lewis Ferguson as good as John McGinn but I can see similarities you could probably liken it to Kenny McLean's situation as yeah. well who seems to I know he's injured at the moment but he seems to have went down there and really grew into the game so I think if Lewis Ferguson came now and he didn't start it could have a, a really detrimental effect on his career but again I'd love to, I mean he's, he's got everything that a Rangers player should have he's passionate he gets stuck in I mean, I'd love to see it. As I say, I just don't think it's in the next year or so. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all in agreement with that. I think it is probably just too soon. But I thought I would ask the question because clearly it's something that sort of continually comes up every transfer window. 
because yeah. of who he is, you know, because of who his family is, etc. It's always going to be one of those transfers that I think is just going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up until it probably does happen at some point down the line. Mm. Just to kind of finish off then, I had a, a Sunday, Sunday at three o'clock. What's the, what's the final score going to be, Wilf? And do you think we'll manage to keep another clean sheet? Yeah, I always, as, as you know, I always expect us to keep a clean sheet. And I think we will, because Aberdeen haven't really been scoring a lot, particularly at home. As you pointed out earlier, um, the two, two of the draws at home have been, have been nil-nil. So they're not, they're, I don't think they're particularly potent up front. And as long as we can keep the back door shut, I think we will get we will get chances against them. And I think we'll take a couple of them. So I think we'll beat, we'll beat them 2 nothing. I think. Derek, what about yourself? Yeah, I think I think we'll be too too fresh for them. I think we'll be too sharp. I think the eight days rest will do us. The world is good. I see a, a, a comfortable win. When I say comfortable, I mean two 0 maybe same as Wilf. I don't see us uh, doing any more than that. Walter Smith used to say that the, the game before and the game after an old firm was always more important. So we need to go up there with the right attitude and, and go and go twenty two points clear. I just see that need and desire for the three points being too much for Aberdeen, who are having their comfy usual we'll finish third season and be quite happy with that. So we need to go and press them and impose our game and I can see us winning two 0 and, and I think we're also got to go on Sunday. Yeah, I mean I sort of think along the same lines as both years. I mean like we know what kind of game it's going to be. We know how physical they're going to be. We've watched them enough times now over the last couple of years, the manager and Michael Beal and all the analytics guys will probably get enough video to run over for like 10 hours of the same thing because Aberdeen don't really bring that much different to the table when they play against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit like used to, if we can keep the clean sheet, you do feel as though we can create chances. And obviously, if somebody like Kamar was to make it on Sunday, then obviously you always kind of feel as though he's always capable of getting a goal as well as Alfredo or Ryan. So yeah, hopefully we can get the one and get another three points on the board because 22 points clear for all Celtic would still have that extra game in hand I would rather have the points on the board because yeah. that's imperative especially at the end of the day we've now played what 22 games Sunday would be 23 it would only leave 15 games left and that's when you start the countdown you know each one start ticking it off the board and you're getting those three points closer to hopefully you know being league champions which is all that we want at the end of this season yeah. Right, just to finish up, guys, thanks very much for listening to the pod. Really appreciate you taking some time out to do so. You can check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Um, this video will hopefully be uploaded on, I think it's Friday at some point. Martin's hopefully going to get it all edited tonight, all being well. You can check it out on Acast and YouTube and all these other fun places that you can download it from. Thanks very much for tuning in. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.